0: this wellness couch podcast is brought to you by the wellness couch club get exclusive access to the wellness guys and marcus pierce in live events webinars newsletters and more for less than two bucks a day go to www.thewellnesscouchclub.com
1: thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives
2: This is Inside the Champion's Mind, featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce.
1: Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicating helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of the Wellness Couch, and as always, my champion's mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Marcus,
0: Lawrence Tam. Great to be with you, great man, and um, tell you what, there's uh, the first public holiday of 2015 is done and dusted, and if I sounded like a downer after the uh, first episode of 2015 when we spoke about other wheels falling off, today I'm a little bit fired up.
1: Oh good, good. I was gonna say that you're gonna actually like put another downer episode in there, so I was hoping that you would change your focus and uh, <laughs> and No, no, I'm
0: moment. not I'm, I'm fired up because I wanna rip I wanna rip into I wanna rip into uh, the the small minded part of ourselves which doesn't want to um, make our days and our weeks and our lives absolutely extraordinary. And uh, do you mind if I just do you mind if I just tee off here?
1: Sounds good, man. Let's go. Let's go for it.
0: Okay. So, okay. So, first public holiday's is done. Uh, we've all had our, we've, let's say everyone's listened to the Other Wheels Falling Off um, podcast. Now, I think it's important to recognize, okay, if you're still on board, if you haven't let go of your New Year's resolutions or your big 2015 dreams and goals, and you're still with us and you're going, yes, LT, yes, Marcus, I'm still here. I'm kicking goals. The next question is, how productive. And how organized are you each day because if you're still here, this is going to sound brutal, but if you're still here and you're doing it on a to-do list that is so unorganized and it's so upside down that you're running around like a headless chook, then you have so much unrealized potential that I think we can devote this podcast to just that topic. How, How in God's name do you organize yourself on a daily basis to get the very best out of yourself?
1: Yeah, so the, a couple of the things is with productivity is. Is that um, it's oftentimes that we we we're all searching for it because we all want ways to do it better, but uh, unfortunately we don't necessarily do it very very well, right?
0: Well, I don't know about this LT though, because my view is is that if you don't think you're organised, uh, Brian Tracy once said it right. This this got me, and I remember it all the time. I had bought a program by Brian Tracy, and it was called. 21 Steps to Become More Self-Disciplined or something like that. And the very first track on that um, CD was, back in the day when they came on CDs, was if you are listening to this program, you are probably one of the most um, disciplined people in the universe. You're probably in the top 5% of disciplined people in the world and that is the reason why you have bought this program because as a disciplined person, you want to be more disciplined. Like attracts like. So I don't want us to go where, you know, to be so hard on ourselves that we say we're unorganized. Because I would like to think people that are listening to this podcast, they actually are very bloody good at it, but they just want to be better. Mm. And
1: so, so how, how, what's some of the ways that we're going to get better at it this year?
0: All right. Well, can I, can I be, because we like to do therapy on each other, <laughs> let me be chief psychologist for a moment. And the first question is, well, do you have a problem? So, Here's my thing. If you are saying, "Well, I'm not sure if I have a problem," if you have a to-do list for your day, no, I actually go back a step. If you wake up, uh, uh, if you wake up in the morning, and the first thought that you have is, "What have I got to do today?" then I'd say you have a problem.
1: Mm, good point.
0: So that's the first thought of the day. What have I got to do today? I would say, well, let's absolutely throw that in the bin and come up with a new mantra. And that is, what do I want today? But I would actually take it back a step and I'd say, before you go to bed the night before, is what do I want out of tomorrow? And it comes back, LT, to what we spoke about in the previous episode. And that was, let's write the movie ourselves. Let's write the script of the day. And that is planning your day and doing it beautifully. And it's not a to-do list because that's a movie that no one can follow. Let's write a script that is coherent, that has that is beautifully uh, sequential, that we actually look at it and go, that is a magnificent plan. That's a magnificent script for my day tomorrow. Yes, I recognize that maybe not all scripts go to plan because any good movie does not follow the absolute script. But when we actually have a script, we've got a plan to go by and we can actually feel somewhat in control of our days and our weeks and our months and our lives. So first point is, What question are you asking? Are you saying, what do I have to do today or what do I want out of my day? Next question is, how are you actually planning that? And if it's coming out of a to-do list that is just an unleashing of thoughts and it's going down on a page, that's a great step in itself but if that's where it ends then that's diabolical because there's no order, there's no syntax, there's no sequential nature to it. We get confused. We get overwhelmed and when we get overwhelmed, we lose our confidence. And when we lose our confidence, that's when we get into this mediocrity and that's when the game becomes, for a lot of people, unwinnable. So what do you think about that, LT?
1: No, I think it's really important. I think it's, you know, having the setting the day before is so key. Um, you know, even setting the week before, you know, the next week before the week ends is really, really important because oftentimes is that when we kind of show up on the day and then we gotta think what do i have to do today you just you just got so many things to do and you actually never get down to the priorities and so where you've actually sat down and actually planned mm. it out you actually go through the task so it's almost like um no different than say you know doing a workout like i you know I'm, you know i've mentioned this many times like i'm i dislike having to show up at a gym or and, and you know whatever i'm doing or at home or and start a workout and not knowing exactly what I'm going to do because it's hard because I don't enjoy it necessarily. I enjoy the after effects. I don't enjoy starting the process. And so which means I have to come up with – then it's like a mental energy, like a mental fatigue just to choose the exercise I want to do that day. Whereas you know, having someone like, – so how I hack that is to have someone tell me what to do so that I don't have to choose. So the thing is, is that it goes back to this thing called um, uh, um, decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is basically that we get up every single morning um, with so many decisions that we have to make in a, in a day. Think about this, right? It's not just the major decisions, but it's all the little yeah. decisions. The decisions of, when am I going to work today? What breakfast am I going to have today? Right? Okay. And you have to choose, like, you know, you know, what time do I have to make this appointment? What do I have to do today? All these decisions that you have to make throughout the day tires you out. And what that does is that it actually reduces your decision capacity through the entire day. Okay, Um, I learned this from Tim Ferriss, I believe. So when he talks about this decision fatigue about where if you make a whole bunch of decisions, like hundreds and thousands of decisions every day, even no matter how small it is, right, you actually become um, you drain your mental capacity to be able to make the, the big decisions when you need to make them. Yeah. And so how you hack this, right, how you actually get around this is to eliminate decisions that is really probably unnecessary for you to make. You can take this to an extreme, and I've seen people take this to an extreme. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't have to, but all I'm saying is that you can. So how can you re- reduce decision fatigue? Well, one of them is actually thought about what Marcus said, Thought, think about what you're going to do tomorrow, today, before the end of the day. So you don't have to stress out about all the things you need to do tomorrow when you first wake up in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. So you set your day for the next week. So what I do now is that I set, so a couple of things I can teach you sort of what I do, and and then on you know it's a working project. So what I do now is that I set the week next week's task at the end of this week. Okay,
0: so you do it on a Friday.
1: Yeah. So my workday ends on a Thursday, so I do it on a Thursday, and yeah. so I actually set up all the tasks I need to do for next week. Now, now I'm gonna go like a little deeper here, right? So what that means, though, however, unfortunately, is that I've done this many times. And then there's, you know, you sort of just lose out. Yeah, so you just get, you know, lazy and you forget to do it. Right. Have you ever done that before? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. we start a new habit and then you don't continue. So how I got around that now is to hire my staff who works for me to set up a call every single week at four thirty on Thursday, Four thirty 30 on Thursday, we have a Skype call. Right. and, it's her job now to be my boss. All right? So we switch our roles. Yeah. So she's yeah. my boss and Maui's like my boss. And so she she basically sits down and she will run the meeting. And she basically asks me the questions that I would have asked myself. Yeah. But because I'm too lazy to do it, she will ask nah, me and force smart, me to do it, it's, right? you
0: know, it's like you know your weakness, let's call it. And you've actually dealt with it rather than just succumb to it.
1: Exactly. Because you you need to, like, if you you know your weakness, you might as well figure a way around it, right? So how I figure around it is that if she asks me the question, she runs the meeting, then I'm going to be able to do it. Okay, so one of the things that we do is gratitude, right, What you mentioned last episode, is that so we think about, you when know, what was our biggest wins and why was the biggest win and what we're we going to do about it and so how we move forward with that, right? So that's how we start off the conversation with. And then from there, we talk about what we need to do, what are three priorities, um, priorities that we're focusing on next week, um, which days am I working, which days I'm not, and then we focus on the, you know, the, the 10 things, action steps I need to do accomplish next week. Okay, now, I don't know about you, but after the weekend, I kind of forget about what I need to do next week right because i've done it the week before and i get that so i have to hack myself around that again so what i do now is on monday she sends me an email to say lawrence just remind you this is your this is your task this week okay yeah and i know halfway through you know because i get distracted just like anybody else right halfway through the week she sends me another email to say lawrence just remind you how far are you on these tasks mm. that you said you're gonna do
0: Mike. this is fabulous this is mm. absolutely fabulous you've actually hacked your weakness i love it i
1: hacked my weakness because i had to i had to actually figure out a way to to you know like force it into my brain because i this is a this is going back to our last episode we talked about accountability right having someone accountable so i pay for my accountability right because she's my staff like she's you know she's someone that you know you know works for me so then now she's my boss and she's you know she's allowed to Tell me off or tell me what I need to do uh, because I've given her that responsibility, okay? Um, I need to be counted because as as an entrepreneur… Can I just
0: say something on this? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Sorry, mate. I was going to say for people listening going, well, you know, I'm kind of not in the business or, or that side of the world. If you've got kids, particularly, I'm thinking if you've got teenage kids, they would love to be the Maui in this situation. You know, if you've got a 15 or 16-year-old and, um, you know, and you're know you listening and you go, well, I might not have someone in my business that's going to keep me accountable and I may not actually want to pay for the accountability but you've got people in your lives right now that can actually play the same role. And it might not be with every single area of your life but they can definitely play the same role. And I'm thinking of kids that would actually love that responsibility because you're really just paying LT for someone to keep you accountable. It doesn't necessarily matter – who it is it's the fact that it's actually someone there that's actually saying all right lt like they've obviously got the intelligence and the smarts to ask you the right questions and to lead the meeting but it's that accountability um that you're really paying for
1: yeah so you start you you, you set up the framework on how the meeting is going to run um and um you know i learned this from so i got some of the frameworks from the coaches that i go to see and from strategic coach in the in the states and 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 so i take that framework and go all right well how do I apply that to my life? And then basically, I've just done that to my assistants or you know my staff to basically run those frameworks on me because I'm just too lazy to do it myself.
0: That's wonderful. And then what I was going to say earlier, but you've you've essentially gone um, pretty much the say it, Is then your daily steps are now part of your weekly goals or your action items, whatever it was that like say those ten things that you've got for your week. So you've then got clarity. You actually know that all right, when I'm working on this, it's actually a part of that goal for the week. And so then you've got the clarity and you've got the order in your day because you actually know what you're working toward. It's not a headless truck item. It's actually I know what this is about. It's a part of this bigger picture for the week.
1: Yeah. So every week, every week, everybody sort of have routines, right? Everybody has sort of things that they need to get done in their business. And so oftentimes what we do is we fight fires the whole time. And so what we end up doing is that we constantly have to, and I do this, you know, a lot too, as well. You get so many things that need to be done, um, at a certain time and you fight fires continuously. So the thing is, is that you, but you never leave your time to actually create, um, space where you actually probably become your best self. You know, the mm. things that actually make you genius. Uh, you know, it might be creativity or to be able to do things. And Google does this really well. You know, Google has this, um, I remember um, going to actually look at Google in, in, in California because um one of my cousins actually works for, um, <clears throat> as an accountant in Google. And she, she talks about, she actually invited us to kind of come and see Google. And, and one of the things she tells, t- told me that all the staff have, like, I can't remember the exact time, I think maybe 20% of the time that they paid for, actually they can actually work on their own projects. Right. Wow. So, so, you know, they get paid for a certain percentage of time, full time at 20 percent of it. I think it's 20. I can't remember the exact thing. It's basically they get to it's focus on a project. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually get to focus on their own project. But how is that project going to be gonna benefit the company? This is how they so creative. They're so creative is because these these people just kind of they allow every single staff member to be able to work on their own projects, which allows them to kind of be creative and become a creative company. And so you should see the structure because one there's this one big huge on the, in the main hallway there's this one whiteboard like massive whiteboard like it's huge on a wall and basically it's like people jotting down ideas yeah. and then when they jot down an idea and then someone walks by and go oh that's a great idea but what about this and they just expand on that idea Why wow. right? that's cr- that's like mastermind to to you know to to the max right and so. You know, where do you in your life to allow yourself to be able to have that creativity to work on yourself and your best self? So, you know, one of the things I'm really instilling in this year for me is to kind of go, all right, if I work three days a week, right, or four days a week, it doesn't really matter. So just say I work Monday to Thursday, and all right, so... You know what are they going to do? What let's theme it. Like just say Monday is going to be uh, my my content day. So which means that I'm all I'm doing on Mondays. I don't take any calls. I don't do any webinars. I don't do I don't run any podcasts or anything. All Mondays all about is it's about you know creating content for my for my um, members, for my clients, you know, and creating content to you know to marketing and also to the company and and just create ideas.
0: It's like one thing.
1: One thing only or, you know, could you do it in blocks or you can do it in hours. And then yeah. Tuesday might be like only, I only accept calls. So all my calls are, you know, from schedules from 9 to 12 and you want to book in the time, that's your time. Okay? Yeah. And, you know, Thursday maybe is all webinars uh, and I only do webinars on Thursday nights or something like that. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. So the, the way is, is that you have a routine. And if you have a routine, going back to the Tim Ferriss thing about f- decision fatigue, the, the more routine that you built in yourself – and that certain time comes around. It's no different when you went to school, right? Nine o'clock, you go to school. When the bell rings, you got to show up. you got to be there. you got to put your bags away. you got to sit there in class. You've got to learn whatever teacher is going to teach you. Mm-hmm. Well, we lose that once we start leaving, right? When we left high school and go to university, for some of us going to university, it kinda, the rules were kind of lax. You can show up for class if you, if you want. I mean, if you don't want to show up for class, you don't have to. That was the test for, you know, for me. was like, do I show up for class or do I, show up? Do I want to be late? Do I want to stay up late? You know, do I cook dinner now or do I study later? You know, all that stuff was all that learning period of time, right? But when we get onto the real world, it's like other, unless you work for a company that says you got to be here and punch in, punch out, you kind of work for yourself, which is hard because you're, the, you're your own boss, right? And so you got to be disciplined enough to kind of remove those decisions of what you need to do by having a set rule and saying these are the times I need to work at. You know, I, you know, my, most people know that I use this app, you know, called, I can't remember what it's, wind up, I think, and then I set myself 25 minutes at a time, so then yeah. I work everything in 25-minute blocks, right? So, that's, that's you know, how one of the things is to kind of get things done in those periods of time. And so, you know, removing decision fatigue is just as simple in a daily routine. So, this is going from, like, weekly and then to, you know, structuring your day on your on the days you work. But let's yeah. go to daily routines that actually will help you with your decision fatigue.
0: Okay, right? let me, can I, can I have, a, have a go here? Sure, cool. All right, so. You mentioned blocks, right? Blocks are massive. So if you are the to-do list person that's got 25 things on your daily to-do list, first thing it's got to be is blocked. Like some of them are you as a, in your role as a family member, so as a husband or as a parent or as a brother, whatever. Others are work-related but then even those work-related ones are blocked. Like LT just gave um, – three blocks like Monday content, Tuesday calls, Thursday webinars, you might have three different blocks in a day. One might be on marketing, one might be on um, customer relations, another one might be on finance. So those to-dos, those action items have to go into those blocks because that instead of having 25 things, we end up with only four or five outcomes for the day and that's much easier to digest. And then within those blocks, I'll just finish off here, within those blocks, we then have to number or put in a sequence, this is when we come back to writing the script, a sequence of what comes first, what do I do second, what do I do third, and then once we know what the sequence of each one, we then have to make a decision, do I have to do all of these items? Do I actually have to do all of them in order to achieve the outcome, or do I really only need to do one of them in order to actually win um, at that today? And then I, for me, I put an asterisk next to what must occur in the day, and I always make sure I get those asterisks done, what Brian Tracy would call the frogs, I always eat the frogs, and I, I make sure those asterisks are done before I move on to anything else that's noise. Because what you're saying, LT, is this is all about creating your genius. So people might go, "Well, these are just to do lists." They're not. This is actually putting together the masterpiece of your life. So we have to treat it with that level of respect and seriousness, so that we actually make it happen. Well,
1: there's so there's a lot of um, uh, productivity, you know, uh, gurus out there, and the thing is, is that you know it works because they've had they. They figured a way to kind of hack their their brain, right? So I'm not suggesting this is the only way. What I'm suggesting is that go look through all the different things that are actually out there and find the one that works and stick with it.
0: It's you know sti- what they find out too is that there's so many common themes.
1: There are some commonalities of each one and there's also certain things so that certain pe- certain types of people will actually work really well. Like for example, mm. you know, David Allen's getting things done. It's a great read, great book, great system. I couldn't do it. It's too detailed <laughs> for me. Like it's just I'm not a detailed person. Like it was yeah. just um you know, really hard. But one of the things I did like about it was thing saying, saying that if there's something you can be done within a minute, go do that now. Yeah, don't wait. Yeah. I'm like that. That's a pretty um simplistic way of of um, you know of of doing things and and just getting things done, uh, moving it faster. I think that for that one thing was great. But putting on all the systems and the files and all stuff, it was just I tried it. And, um, you know, probably didn't give it a real go, but it's, I don't think like that. Like my brain doesn't think that way. And so it's just about finding a system that actually works well for you. But I think a couple of key things here is what we're trying to do is, you know, you know, teach you our, our way of actually, you know, hacking productivity, but more importantly, how do you, how can you install that in your practice? And, and so in your life, for example, one of the key things that, you know, everybody can do this for breakfast, right? Rather than having a decision on what you're going to eat, just have like, Maybe two or three options. Like I have one option, which is forage cereal for a day. Like that's it. Forage yep. every, more, every morning, every day. And that may sound boring as, yeah, I, won't, I won't swear, about it. boring <laughs> as hell. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't have to think about it. It's like, I know what, like, you know, I just get up in the morning and it's like, boom, it's ready to go and ready to rock. Right. And, you know, I get that away. I don't have to make that. I don't lose any energy in deciding hmm, what I'm going to eat today. Okay. <laughs> how many? How many times you've been to a restaurant? And I've done this, right? How many times you've been to a really, really good restaurant? And you go, "Oh, this looks good. Oh, this oh, looks, really looks, good. Good.
0: That looks, that looks really looks good. It looks really
1: good." And you go, uh, "Well, what are you going to have?" And then you spend like five minutes deciding yeah. on like what you're going to have.
0: And, and then the waitress or the waiter's is looking at you standing there with their pen on their paper or their iPad in their hand. That's right. Going, um, hello, that's come right. on. It's so
1: strange, right? i not normally this indecisive, sorry. Well, Damien, <laughs> like, I mean, Damien, um, you know, Damien, uh, uh um, I know what one of his rules in the, I don't know if he still still follows this rule, but he said, you know, anything he sees on the menu is that as if there's a fish, he's going to choose that one. Like the first and Every fish time dish he goes
0: you, out for breakfast, it's always bircher. He's always bircher. Every, so he removes that decision. Always bircher. Yeah.
1: Um, and you know, like, I don't <laughs> like to do that because personally, when I go out, I kind of want to enjoy the meal. I want to yeah. choose the meal. But um, at, at the end of the day, I think it's it helps you remove decision fatigue. And I learned this from a friend of mine, Luke, uh, Luke Kim. Um, he's in Seattle working for Microsoft now. But you know, when when I was going to back, like. 10, 12 years ago uh, when I used to work up in the hills in, in, uh, in Perth um, in Kalamunda we used to go like for mastermind. We, used to, we had this online company. We started um, you know, iLife Studios that uh, that, you know, that was like supposed to be the Amazon for self-help books, right? And so <laughs> uh, my, one of my failures in my life. But uh, the thing is that um, he, we would go to a coffee shop and we would go and one thing he noticed he noticed this about me and I'm, I'm so glad he actually mentioned this to me um he said after about several meetings he goes launch you take forever to decide what you actually want like i would just look at the case and go what do i want today and i would literally sit there like stand there for a few minutes trying to decide like what, what, what i want today and he mentioned that to me and he goes you got to learn to decide faster and this is a this was a kid like he was like 20 years old right how old were you (laughs) i was 20 like 28 29 right so he was like almost 10 years younger than me and he was telling me and mentoring me which is cool which is great it was awesome and um and i learned a lot from having making quicker decisions in my life and uh and um you know and it was as simple as like choosing what kind of computer i wanted you know it's like just decide you know, don't don't make it a whole big thing researching all everything about it. I mean, how many times do we waste researching one particular item just to or find a place where it can save ten dollars?
0: Oh, I find that. I mean, I'll tell you right now. I'll out myself right now. When it comes to accommodation, yeah, and it's the, and it's the one. You know, because it's like, well, we're not going to move if we don't like it. I will spend too long on choosing the quote-unquote perfect accommodation rather yeah. than just making a decision and going look. It can't really be that bad, can
1: yeah, it? No, I, I'm the same way too. Like I'm very, very picky <laughs> with my accommodation, where I stay, and so I have to look through everything, and I waste way too much time. And so, is it better to just but delegate? But it's fun. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, if it's fun, if it's fun for you, then it's fantastic. But yeah. um, what I'm saying is that you know, remove this. I I know of someone who's a really, really smart guy, right? Really smart. Actually, know two people who do this. Um, and uh, one of my good, it's a, one. One of them is my good friend Taki. And uh, another one is a, a guy named – in Toronto, his name is Dean Jackson. He's a really smart marketer. Now, let's talk about Dean for a second. Like Dean's wardrobe, right? This is because the biggest you know, decision – one of the biggest decisions every day is what are you going to wear today, oh. right? Dean Jackson, <laughs> right? His wardrobe is filled with black shirt, black oh, T-shirt, that... black hat, and um, I think khaki.
2: <laughs> Kaki, uh, khaki. 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 <laughs> well, khaki
1: for uh, North Americans. Um, khaki pants, and that's it, Right? And that's his wardrobe. Everywhere that you see him, like that's Steve all Jobs. he ever sees, that's right?
0: That's the Steve Jobs it's, and Dean Jackson yeah, phenomenon. It, okay. Wasn't Steve Jobs the black turtlenecks and the jeans? Steve Jobs <laughs> is a turtleneck, jeans and sneakers. <laughs> and right? runners. And runners.
1: Okay. Barack Obama. <laughs> right? Barack Obama, right? It's a blue suit or a gray suit. I believe yeah, it's wow. a blue suit or a gray suit or a black suit or gray suit. I can't remember. I think black suit or gray suit. I can't remember what, which two, but he only has two color suits. Go yeah. look at any picture of him. He only has two different color suits. Because he removes, because the guy makes a lot of freaking decisions every day. Like he, he even says that in an interview. I can't remember if it was in Money or Forbes or something. He says that the reason why he only has two color suits is because he doesn't want to have to think about it. Yeah. It's decisions done, right? And so you think about it. is the same thing. He wears a black shirt every day. Right. It's his only decision is where he wears jeans or shorts. Right. He goes barefoot anyway. So it's like jeans or shorts. He was flying to Toronto. We're flying, flying to Toronto. And he texted me uh, uh, with a picture of uh, him at the airport with with thongs. Right. OK. Or, um, you know, North American yeah. is not, you know, what you think flip it flops. is. It flip flops. And, and he goes, we're heading to Canada. And I go, dude, it's minus two right now. <laughs> I was just a little bit ahead of him I think you might want to bring some socks because you think so I go I think you need to go buy some socks
0: socks and flip flops or thongs is a great look <laughs> I go I don't care what you do
1: but you're going to want to bring some socks uh, um, so I mean that's the decision that, uh, now I know it's kind of funny but think about it the more most like these guys I've just mentioned are one of the most the, 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 honestly the, the most successful people um, that I've known and so they are successful because they remove decision fatigue now do you have to go to that extreme no I don't think so <laughs> You no, know, especially if I'm a woman, like I, there's no way I can do that. I can't wear the same dress every day. I get it. I get uh, it. But what I'm saying is what else in your life can you remove in the decisions you can make? So for dinner, don't make like, oh, I'm going to make it. Just make like if every, most families have like the go-to meals. Usually like four or five go-to meals, right? Yeah. And then you just got to rotate. So every Monday is going to be, you know, this. And every Tuesday is going to be this. You now, I know that's boring. Spice it up once in a while on the weekends, but for the first, you know, five days, Monday to Friday, make make the routine. Every Friday, all the kids know that this is going to be this meal today. Every Monday is going to be, you know, salad and chicken, and every, you know, Tuesday is always going to be fish or whatever, right? And it, it streamlines not just in the decision of what to cook, but it's also streamlines on what you need to buy.
0: Oh, so that's I was so waiting for you to say that because so many people go to the supermarket or the grocery every day to buy their dinner ingredients. I'm like, dude, like. That's so much time of the week. That's two or three hours a week. That's 150 hours a year. That's a, essentially a week of shopping that didn't need to happen. That's like my mom. It could have been more condensed. And it's okay because she's retired, right? She can go to the grocery store every
1: day and buy fresh fruit every day. That's fine. Yeah. But for the, those of us who are busy, like you, you can't be doing that, right? Yeah. Or you can go to like Taki, Two shops a week. Yeah. <laughs> So I think it's important. Like, anyway, so it's removing decision fatigue by, okay, re- eliminating, so, you know, you know, decisions like breakfast, what to wear, um, dinners, lunches, for example, um, or even, and the other way was what we talked about, was eliminating decisions by knowing exactly what day it is and what you're going to do in that day mm-hmm. per hour, you know? And, um, you know, for practitioners, you know, you're going to, you show up from these hours and that's it. But what are the days you're going to actually work on your business? And if you are going to work in your business, what are you, what are some of the tasks that you are actually going to to do?
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. And, and then I those- like I'm thinking just like a parent or a mum, like scheduling in that you time, that personal time, that time with friends or that time with the uh, spouse, that couch time, whatever it is, like it's got to be conscious. Because again, as a parent, particularly if you are a stay at home parent, it's difficult to schedule time in for yourself but this what we're talking about here is actually making it a top priority so that it gets done. It becomes a non-negotiable. It's not a oh, if it falls into place and it will happen because some of the most important things that you ever want in your life won't just fall into place. They actually require some really high prioritizing to make it happen.
1: Exactly. I mean I, I know some people think it's kind of crazy but like my year is planned right? So the whole entire year is planned. That was planned last year, exactly what weekends I'm going away, you know, what weekends I'm gone. But there's also I learned something from great from Jeff Spencer, right? Jeff Spencer talks about, like, you want to plan out your year or plan out your life, but also you want to leave enough gaps for things to kind of come in, like, you know, opportunities that may come up as well. You don't want to plan it so stringently that you don't actually gave us capitalize on those opportunities. And so yeah, there's, you know, I got just got yesterday I got two people asking me to speak at certain places in the Gold Coast. So, you know, that allows me those if I because I left those uh, some some dates available, it allowed me to actually fit those in. Right. So yeah. it's about, you know, planning to a point, but also leaving gaps and opportunities for buffering. Buffering means that there's certain circumstances or emergencies that you not you, you can't foresee every single week. So therefore mm-hmm. you need to plan for for them to happen as well because you want that time
0: to actually create it. Nice work, LT. guys! Brilliant stuff. I th- just love the
1: the uh, the hacks that you were able to to kind of come up with, Marcus, and uh, and hope oh, that you guys strike
0: back at you. That was awesome. I
1: hope that you guys got a lot out of that, and uh, make you know. Hopefully, you can now have all the tools and resources that you need to have a. a a massive and productive 2015. So, guys, um, go to Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/inside-the-champions-mind. Go to our Wellness Couch and enjoy all the rest of the podcasts that we have available there. Not just this particular podcast, but if you do love the show, love to first hear it on uh, Facebook. Love to you know maybe message us or post it on our on our, our Facebook page. But you can actually share it with your friends and uh, other strangers you think really love would love to just enhance their brain and um, you know become a champion and stop being mediocre. Because if we can have people stop being average and we actually have people who are successful and outrageously um, extraordinary, then we're going to have a much better world. So let's go out there and spread the word. Go to subscribe. Tell them to go to iTunes and subscribe to us. Subscribe to us there. And, uh, you know, tell them about this podcast because I think it's a it's a brilliant podcast for them to uh, instill in their mind every single week. So Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicating to helping you overcome mediocrity in pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam. He's Marcus Spears. See you on the next episode.
2: Hi, it's Karen Smith here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2015? Are you ready to not just be the best version of you, but to inspire your tribe like never before? Now, if you've answered yes, then get ready for the wellness breakthrough. Eight of your wellness couch favourites over three incredible days and two outrageously fun nights in February, guiding you to break through to the next level like never, ever before. Think of this. Cindy O'Meara. Me, Karen Smith. Kim Morrison, Quirky Cookings Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, and all three of the wellness guys working specifically with you personally. Now let's be clear: this is not a sit and listen event. This is a make shift happen retreat. Your life will never be the same again. Come with us, join us at the Wellness Breakthrough. Now for more information and to book your seats, go to all the W's.thewellnesscouch.com. And I'm going to see you there.
1: Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavored to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.